Good morning and welcome to a bonus edition of Two Up Top. I'm Gav Mack and that is Alex Osborne. How are you, dude? Very well, thank you very much, mate. How are you? Yeah, not too bad, not too bad. Doing the show in my house coat today because I do what I want. That's the main reason. <laughs> what I was going to do a show and we thought, hold on a minute, how much Champions League football's there been off? We need to talk about this. So, yeah, that's what we're doing. We're going to talk about a bit of Champions League football and there's a leak as well about the Premier League fixtures. I don't know how real it is because they're not out until later on this week, but there is a leak of fixtures that are coming out and this is what they're saying at the moment. The Premier League fixtures are going to be for the opening weekend of the season. Leeds versus Newcastle, West Ham versus Liverpool, Brighton versus Sheffield United, Chelsea versus Southampton, Everton versus Fulham, West Brom versus Burnley, Spurs versus Villa, Leicester versus Wolves, Man City versus Palace, Man United versus Arsenal. Open a day of the season, apparently. It's, uh, it's an all right one at the end there, isn't it? Fairly tasty, I suppose. Can't mind too much of that. Well, I don't know how real that is. We're going to have, a, have to do a bit more digging on it, but that's what's been leaked at the moment. Um, you can subscribe to our YouTube channel. It's going on the bottom of the screen right now. Uh, at 2 at Top Football, at 2 at Top Football on all social media. And did you know if you put 2 at Top Football into Google, we come up first, which is pretty shiny. Um, so, yeah, this show, we're just going to be talking about what's happened in the Champions League because it's, it's been a madness. Um, before we do, I just want to put the GOAT team back up mm. as well. That's the Ajax 1995 <laughs> team. I, I, oh God. I thought, I I thought uh, yeah, we'd had a glitch, a technical issue there, and you just like no. shown up a... Uh, you, no, you and that. people ever know. Letting everyone know that's good. I think I think uh, I think what you should do, Gavin. I think you should go into your room and show everybody that uh, you talk about this goat team, but there's no posters up of any of, of this goat team in your room. And the way you go on there, you should have a shrine in there. Do you know what? I'm going to make one. So screw you all. Um, whilst yeah. we're um, getting ready for the the, <laughs> the first game we're going to be talking about, uh, the first game we're talking about is Atalanta one PSG two. Uh, that was earlier on uh, in the midweek last week. This well, well, football's broken. We all know football's broken. We don't actually know what's going on this season. Everything has just gone to pot. Um, Atalanta, what are they doing in the quarterfinals? Yes, they've had a good season, but then you know. They shouldn't be anywhere near a, a, a quarterfinal. And they were very, very close to a semi-final with goal from Pasalic early on in the first, well, midway through the first half. And PSG did everything they could to try and get back into the game. And then it, it was it, it was done. It was done for them. Next thing you know, 90th minute, 1-1, Marquinhos. And then Stoke City legend, uh, Maxim Choupo-Moting with the winner on 93 minutes. Hmm. Mm. Well, there's a, there's a couple of the, uh, observations I've got from this match. So the first one is not really an observation for the match. It's more of a, 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 a tweet that I saw that came out as a result of this, that uh, if Maxime Chupamoting plays in the semi-final, plays any part in the semi-final, that means that Stoke at one point in their squad will have had players who've played in the Champions League semi-finals. I think it was 15 of the past 20 years. That's a madness in it. And wasn't wasn't there um, a time when they had seven former either winners or finalists in their starting eleven? When they had like um uh Isati, not Isati. It is a site um Isati, isn't it? No, Afalai, sorry. Um Afalai. I always get, get Afalai and Isati Bojan. mixed up because I think those it was Bojan, two Bojan, was it? Well? Yeah, Boyan, um uh Arnautovic. Arnautovic, Shakiri, uh, Shakiri, yeah. yeah. Always yeah. used to get um, okay. Isati and Afalai mixed up because I always used to sign them both on on Football Manager back in the day, and they used to just boss my midfield and have someone like Simon Rolfs from from Leverkusen holding holding it down in front of the back four. Quality quality team that was. Who was that with? I think that was with my Villa team, my Villa save <laughs> back in the day. But yeah, um, PSG. <laughs> They yeah, are into so the semi-final. They are into semi-finals. And, I mean, I feel like, uh, obviously, with the one-game knockout, though, now, you are going to get, uh, as evidenced by the later games and ones we'll come on to, where an upset, cut set, right, which we call, call in, this, in this country, can happen. Now, the other couple of observations I made about this game was 
Atalanta. It's like I watched a video on them, uh, which was describing the way that they played, and very much I got the feeling of and watching them in there is that they're very much organised chaos. Like their players, it's it's, it's almost like the Dutch side of the 70s, you know, total football, like players can pop up in so many different positions. Yeah. It's, a hard, it's hard to get a bead on where they are. So trying to defend them against them is quite a tough task, especially if you haven't um, played them before. So you haven't got really a bead on what they, what they do, uh, which is why I think they were able to spring a surprise on PSG and take the lead. Because if, if I'm rightly correcting, aren't they the top goal scorers in Serie A this season? I think there might be. I think there might be. Let's because I, I'm pretty certain uh, before the break anyway that they were the top goal scorers in the Serie A before the COVID break. Whether that carried on uh, once yeah. it resumed, I don't know. Like, but 98 goals they scored. They, there you go. Look, 98 goals. So, obviously in Serie A, that's, that's a madness. That's if, mad. if, you ever want to talk, <laughs> if you want to talk about it. So they did in, ship in Serie 48 a, as well though. So yeah, so that that that's I suppose that's the downside of having players who can pop up in so many different positions. You could get uh, in transition when the ball is broken down and won by the other team. If you've got a say a striker who's in the left back position, then yeah, that that's going to lead to problems, isn't it? But it took PSG a while to figure out, and I think it was the introduction of Mbappe, yes, which kind of turned the tide because Neymar he was playing all right, but he was never really able to capitalise on it mm. and he needed he needed Mbappe as a runner to unlock Atalanta's defence because mm. you can have the skillful players in the world but I think what's showing now in football Monday football is that when you've got a, a elite runners like Mbappe Sane wingers of that nature they can unlock defences and you can then start to win games and obviously in the end it told uh, with the 2-1 with the victory there yeah, definitely. So they are into the semi-finals. Um, who else are into the semi-finals? Uh, Leipzig. Leipzig are into the semi-finals. Um, it's actually going to be PSG versus Leipzig on Tuesday night, which is I'm really looking forward to this game now because I, I do you know what? My, my, me and my missus were sitting down talking the other day, and um, she said, "Is there a team that you really like? Uh, who, who do you support in Germany, so to speak?" And I said, "I don't know." I really don't know because there's so many teams, you know, you know, I breathe Bundesliga football, but there's no one in particular that I could turn around and say, yeah, I support them because I don't want to like Bayern Munich because they win all the time, but you can't help but buzz off them. Leipzig, I love watching them play. I love watching Dortmund play. I love watching Munch Gladbach. I love Leverkusen. You know, there's, there's, I've got a lot of love for so many teams in the Bundesliga, I just can't pick one. And But uh, it, she asked that question after we were watching this game. Leipzig 2, Atletico Madrid 1. And Leipzig, they just, they're just so easy and nice to watch. Everyone was going to say they were going to struggle because they didn't have Timo Werner in the team. And yeah, you could argue that they didn't really have that much through the middle. They, like Schick was on the bench. But they still had it at the back and they still had it in midfield. And Upper Meccano literally proved why he will be a world-class defender in the future. It's funny. Uh, I saw a lot of people saying that it's uh, Timo Werner's gone to Chelsea and yet it looks like Chelsea may struggle to reach this uh, stage of the Champions League for a good few years to come. <laughs> and yet Leipzig oh, have, uh, yeah, Leipzig have um, managed to do it. And let's, can we just, Take a moment. Is it Leipzig? Haven't they only been going? Was it eleven years as a club? Eleven years, yeah. Eleven years. Their manager. Eleven years. Is a, yeah, their club. manager is a day older than me. There you go. I mean, the manager Julian Nagelsmann. I think he's he's got to be one of the hottest properties now for a man, for being a manager. Uh, I mean, if yeah. I was Barcelona, I I don't know what is stopping me from going. Right? Can you come in and sort this mess out? Because yeah. Barcelona, but we're going to talk about Barcelona in a bit. <laughs> but I well, see where you're coming from with, with Nagelsmann. Exactly. And the thing is, Nagelsmann also did it with Hoffenheim. He got Hoffenheim yeah, into Europe. Yeah, that's what I mean. When he took over Hoffenheim, they were a mess. That's what I mean. He's He's got previous showing that he can go into a, a place where 
It's not going good. And uh, he's turned it around. He's gone into a place where they've, uh, in, in terms of Leipzig, where obviously they're a new club, but when he took over, they were, they were at a good, fairly good level, but he's taken them on further, hasn't he? So he's, he's moved them up. So he's shown he can do different scenarios where yeah. he can um, obviously prove his worth as a manager. Now, as I say, if I was Barcelona, I'd be knocking on the door, like, right, come on then, you come and manage us and sort, uh, sort this mess out. But coming back to this game, Leipzig, um, it was it was a fascinating game, wasn't it? Because that, we all know Atletico Madrid, uh, Diego Simeone, he likes to play a very, very strict 4-4-2, make it very hard to break down. Um, and then and then try and hit play, hit, hit teams on the counter-attacks, make it awkward for them, play the ball in awkward positions mm. for the opposition that you don't normally find it in. And it, it, that's kind of how they've got their success. Now, Leipzig kind of dealt with that quite well, didn't they? Yeah, they're they, quite they, stupid. And that's they what were, I mean. Upper Meccano was literally there for everything. He made one mistake in that whole game. And it was barely a mistake. It was just an awkward bounce. And it was right at the end of the game. Everything. Yeah, Any time the ball went near him, he he knew exactly what to do. He was stopping attacks. He was winning the ball. He was driving forward, effectively becoming an extra midfielder when he was winning the ball. Is it was just incredible to watch him play. Yeah, he 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 had a good game. As I say, I think he still has the odd mistake in him, which will happen as a young defender. It's obviously whether he can. I mean, saying that. Rafael Varane, he, he, we all know how much of a shocker he had last week against Man City. Uh, yeah, he's still well-class, though. No yeah, that's what I mean. Yeah, he's, he's still, he's still well-class. Uh, you know, uh, Van Dijk, he had obviously that game against Arsenal where he just decided to become an Arsenal player for a brief uh, few yeah, seconds. The game there. against Watford, you um, know. Like every now and then, you are going to have that blip game and there's no harm in that. And that's the issue. People will see that. It will just be a load of kids on Twitter and... Um, people that are just so fixed on playing FIFA, they'll be like, oh, you know, he didn't have a great game. So, yeah, he's, he's rubbish. It's like, no, mate. Everyone everyone will have a bad day in the office at some point. There is no player who is consistently 8, 9, 10 out of 10 every single game. It doesn't exist. It doesn't exist. It's football. It's, well, it's, it's, it's not. It's, it's football, but it's, it's like, humans playing. It's, yeah. it's humans playing football. So, yeah. that's the... That's the uh, that's the thing. Um, but talk about uh, Danny Omo for a second. Great pickup that they got in what mid-season, wasn't it? In the January wasn't he playing for? It was, he, didn't he come through? Was it Barcelona's youth uh, academy or was it Real Madrid's youth academy? I can't remember which one it was. But he went out to, I believe it was it Shakhtar, I think. No, he went a, out no, to Dynamo Zagreb. Sorry, that's it. Yep, Dynamo Zagreb. So he was he played for half season there. And obviously Leipzig then picked him up in January and he's been an ever-present really in their midfield since. And he's got, what was it? That I think that was his sixth or seventh goal since he's been at Leipzig. So he's a goal-scoring midfielder. He'll pop up with the odd goal. And that header was a lovely reactionary header with because the, the cross kind of, it was kind of fizzed in a little bit, wasn't it? And he had yeah. to, he had to kind of like head. I'm trying to try to try to do the uh, the action of the header that he did. He kind of like <laughs> get him, <wouldn't> you? <laughs> you know what I mean? He, he, he kind of like almost like go go gadget uh, inspector gadget neck with his head that it just it, it, I mean connected with it. It went into the into the bottom corner there. Um, yeah, he but, came through the ranks at Barcelona. Um, he came through the ranks at Barcelona yeah. and, and but then finished his youth career at Dynamo Zagreb and came through yeah. and made his senior debut yeah. at Dynamo Zagreb. Yeah. Yeah, so but Barcelona let him slip through cracks there. Um, what I will say is, I think we saw kind of some of the hype and some of the talent actually about Jao Felix. He yes. actually, uh, he looked full of direct running, skillful pace. He won the penalty. Players. He won the penalty, which I was just going to say was slight out of positioning from Upper Makana because if you look at the move, he kind of steps out a little bit, which allows uh, mm. Felix to come in behind him. Again, I think with experience at this level, Upper Meccano doesn't make that mistake in the future because he, yeah. he'll know to keep his holder's position. I think what happened, he got drawn to the ball being played in and it obviously uh, it was a good quick one too there, which allowed him to get in behind, which then cost his other teammates and caused the foul. But I think that should be more praise on the quick play of Atletico Madrid and Jalpini there. I agree, uh, yeah. Because they exploited that. And um, yeah, I, th I think... 
because I know I know Cotton, uh, who's uh, who, who obviously part of the Turk Top uh, team, and uh, myself have kind of questioned the amount of money that Atletico Madrid did spend on João Felix, thinking I, 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 uh, I don't, was, I don't was... see the full hype about him. If I'm honest, I, I didn't. We can, I, everyone can watch a highlight reel, uh, and I'm not being funny. The Portuguese league isn't the strongest league, so no. I wasn't for them to spend that much money on him. I was like, mm, "What are you paying for here? But, are you paying for for image rights here, or you're paying for future talent? What's he got?" And and he's been okay. He hasn't been bad think, for Atletico Madrid this year, but he hasn't he hasn't lit it up. But I think no, he hasn't yeah, lit that, it up. That, that but just show glimpses of what he can do. Exactly, and you've got to also think it's not easy playing an attacking role in Atletico Madrid's current yeah. setup. So it, it I mean. If say for example, if he was playing in Man City setup or a more attacking team, um, maybe look think 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 of it, what think of the madness he could probably do for playing for Atlanta, for example, who yes. who try and get create those insane spaces for their attackers. Imagine what he could probably do in something like that. If he if he was playing for he, Leipzig, he, exactly. Does Leipzig yes, have Leipzig. that sort of mentality. Exactly. Yeah. So we know that as Simeone. He prides himself on being. This is our. This is kind of like our city. Uh, using a metaphor here. This is our city. We're going to defend it at all costs. You can't breach us, and then we'll we'll counter from there. Um, so it's not easy for a, an attacking player to do madness, if you want to call it. You know. So mm-hmm. I think there's definitely uh, having watched that game. I don't know it's really hard to like change your opinion about players on one game, but Jao Felix showed me, especially with the occasion, Champions League quarterfinal, in special circumstances, he actually proved to me that I think he, he has a bit about him, you know, and he's got a bit of talent there. Uh, but the winner, scored by an American. No, right, we need to go back a little bit because the boy is Sir Bitzer. Who yes, yes. was absolutely brilliant again? Is is so he is so consistent, you know? He's literally sevens every game, just does what he needs to do, and every now and then pops up with something special. And I, his round the corner pass was that was that that was that was sexual. There's only one way of wording it. I would uh, I'd be looking at him if I was Arsenal. I'll be looking at him I, if I, I would, any I would Premier be League at... side, any Premier, any 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 top Premier League, any top team around the world. Because I'll tell you what, I'll tell you where he should be. Th- where where um, you mentioned Barcelona a moment ago, that's where that's the sort of player that Barcelona should be looking for. Yes, yes because uh, he, he's technically good. He's young. The problem with Barcelona is, well, in fact, no, we, we won't get to Barcelona now. We'll, we'll we'll get that, but definitely agree with with what you say there. Um, He's 26. But he's 26. So he's coming into the prime. He's still fairly, he's still young enough, you know. Um, and it, it, he, I think he could play one of those uh, in the, if the teams are going three midfield now, aren't they? So he could definitely play. He could play any of those. He could play. And we'll get on to uh, another midfielder who I think could do that as well. Um, he plays for Leon. Uh, we'll, we'll get to him uh, uh, as well, uh, but I definitely think he should be a player that a lot of teams should be interested, in, and I'll be surprised if they're not. That it way. just makes it's, it's one of those things. Attractive name. It, it doesn't sound like a very attractive name. And I was having this argument on on Twitter the other day with somebody about defenders because there's no world class defenders. We mentioned this already, and we mentioned. In fact, I think we mentioned it on our show last week about Skriniar. Skriniar's up there as world class. No one's talking about him. It's not an attractive name. Well, I think it's football snobbery, isn't it? If they're not coming from a big European nation or like Argentina, Brazil, then people are like, nah, he can't be good. Nah. So, yeah. for example, right, I, I don't know how true this is, but it was put out there, right? Um, Alfonso Davis. Barcelona yeah. had scouted him. Uh, and in fact, I think one of the scouts or somebody had recommended him to Barcelona, right? And the president, this is Bartolomeo, Bartolomeo, or however you say it, turned around and said, no thanks, he's Canadian. That, to me, just says football, that's football snobbery 
in in, in a nutshell. You can't you can't just turn down somebody just because that that's where they come from. Thankfully, Bayern Munich were like, now nah, we see the undeniable talent that he has, um, and he signed him. And as I say, going back to Leipzig, an American scored the winner for them. And it's yes. uh, yeah, uh, you you find players where you find players. It doesn't matter where that they it doesn't matter where they come from. Just good scouting, mate. That's what it is. If you get if you do some decent scouting, I'm sure we'll be able to do some scouting via Jed Searson's uh, uh, course, uh, the S4 mm. recruitment. And just a little little plug there for Jed. Um, so yeah, it's um, yeah, get scouting, have a look, and see what's out there because there's some world class talent out there, and sometimes it's right under your nose and you don't even know about it. Well, I mean, it's, it's, it should be because football's the most popular, most played sport in the world. So by What's it by uh, by natural order, by natural chance? People who are the best athletes, the best players, the, who've got the best coordination, are gonna play football. And exactly, it's a comment that's just come happen. through from the um, for the uh, for the love of list podcast. If you haven't listened to those guys, make sure you do. I'm just saying that. I'm putting it out there now. Yeah, we do our top five list, but they do some quality lists as well. Just listen to everyone. You know, give everyone a bit of love. Um, but um, but their their comment that they've put on, they've said. Um, North Americans seem to thrive in the Bundesliga. Now, yes, they do. There's a little bit about it. It's actually interesting because there's so many American army bases in Germany that when the kids are growing up, you know, they're, they're, they're going to play local football and things like that. Oh, I just lost Alex, but he'll be back in a sec. They go and play local football. So when they're going to play local football, yes, they're Americans. They're going to get better. They're going to be a part of of German teams and they're going to make it into something special because, you know, location means nothing. Location means nothing. And the amount of Americans that, well, the dual nationality, isn't it? Look at, you look at Pulisic, he's dual nationality. Exactly. You know? exactly. Um, um, I'm, I'm trying to think. Who plays for um, Werder Bremen, he's dual nationality. There's loads of them. Absolutely loads of them. Well, I know, I know he gets a little bit of stick for potentially his commentary uh, and I know quite a few people didn't really rate him as a player, but think back to Owen Hargreaves. Yeah, I mean, I personally didn't rate him as a player, but I'm not, that's, a, that's a personal preference. I don't think he was all that. You know, you might think differently and that's the joy of football, isn't it? It's opinions, but... Mm. Um, he's you can't one, deny that yeah, he's a bit of a pioneer, though. He's definitely a bit of a pioneer. Came across... I know they claimed he played for England, but what is he? Didn't he have? Is it Canadian, he's uh, Canadian. heritage? He's Canadian. Yeah, he's yeah. So he's he he came across played in the Bundesliga, for, but he came through at Bayern Munich, and yeah, he went on to have a decent career. I know injuries got the best of him at the end there, but that it's that kind of play. It's like Jaden Sancho, right? Jaden Sancho is, I think, will go. Not only obviously he's going to be a, he's he's a top class player. He's going to be a top class player, but he's going to be a pioneer for young English talent going abroad. Um, because you'll see it more and more. Jude Bellingham has done it. You've had Reese Nelson go abroad. You've got numerous other youngsters uh, who have gone across European, and it, it just it just needs one person to do it, be a success or mild success, and one other people will follow. One exactly. million, one million percent. Um, last night saw a shock result. And that was Man City 1, Leon 3. I, well, we were out for dinner. I didn't, I, yeah. like, initially, I didn't, I didn't necessarily, I didn't really bother. I was like, I'll just catch up with that when I get home. I'll just watch it back because it's obvious that Man City are going to win that game. But do you know what? That's football sn- snobbery as well. Because last season in the Champions League, they played each other in the group stage. And Leon took four points off them. So who am I to think that they were going to get steamrolled? And Leon are playing some nice football at the moment. The goals came from from Cornet and Dembele got a brace and uh, it was an equaliser actually from from uh, Kevin De Bruyne, which made things very interesting. And then we all now know the reason why Kane didn't square it to Sterling in front of goal in the World Cup in 2018. Because I think every Englishman has has had nightmares about that, about that game. And now we know the answer, uh, because he's going to sky it. So, <laughs> there you go. <laughs> um, so, uh, talking about midfielders, um, this one, this this lad I'm going to mention, I always, oh, I can never pronounce his name. But I think anybody can pronounce his name, but we all yeah, know it, who we're on about. Is, it's uh, Hossam 
Awa. Yeah, Awa. we'll go with that. But we'll call he, him Hossam. Uh, you talk about a player who could play all three positions in midfield. That yeah. lad can play all three positions in midfield. He, uh, he and, got uh, can play all three of those positions really well. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and he's, what, 21? Something like yeah, that, I think. So, it's, again, it just shows the incredible football factory that France have. They just seem to churn out these players year after year after year in all positions. You've got centre-halves, you've got full-backs, midfielders, strikers. I think France probably have... Got, I think France have got to have had, over the last 20 years, the best the best youth system bar none. I, I, I can't think of... I can't think of a better one than France. Can you? Well, can you, do you remember? Um, I think the closest thing to it is Germany. Uh, I really do. And like, if you remember, um, I don't know if you ever saw them, but there were there were loads getting banded around on online. The it was like you, you were put in place to try and pick your twenty three players to take to the World Cup for France, and mm. they literally had five players in every single position, and it's like, um. Right, okay, yeah, yeah, that's strong. I've picked this person, I've picked that person. Easy. Oh, no, but what about X, Y, Z? And these are, we're talking, they had like, at that point, they had like five left-backs, five right-backs, um, five CDMs, five um, MCs, you know, standing midfielders, yeah. five attacking midfielders, five left-wingers. I was like, this is this is an impossible task to make. And I wouldn't want to be, I wouldn't want to be Deschamps because... You're gonna to have to let some people down, <laughs> and you know this is this is another situation here. They they are they are a hotbed of talent, which is crazy because the league itself, you know, we call it farmers' league, but I'm not being funny. You're getting Leon. Leon. This is the first time that um, Leon have made it to the Champions League semi final since 2010. PSG are in the semi final as well. This is the first time since 2017 uh, that they've been in the semi final, and it's the first time. It's the first time since 1991-92 season that there were no representatives of Spain, Italy, and England. England. In the Champions League semi-final slash European Cup. That is ridiculous. And it's it two ridiculous. French clubs. Two well, French, two Germans. Think, uh, if you think about the other, other ridiculous thing, they remember they cut short the uh, League One season. So League, uh, PSG and Lyon haven't played anywhere near the same amount of games as all the other teams as well. And Lyon, seventh place in the league. Yes. Um, so we're going back to Lyon, right? They're actually pretty well set up for European football because their midfield is very strong. And yeah. you, if you've got a very strong midfield, you can control the games, you can defend well, and you can break. And I think Man City, that's where I think they need to they need to do a bit of a rethink, really, because yet yeah, they what was it? I looked at the stats earlier. I think Man City had like was it something like something ridiculous, like seventy two percent percent of the possession last night. They didn't ever really do anything with it. No, they, they didn't. Win games. They didn't they, they, they didn't really control the game. I know that sounds insane thinking, oh, they had 72%, but at no point were they ever really on top of Lyon. Lyon always looked like they, they were controlling Man City almost, uh, almost from such small percentages. But whenever you saw Lyon, they looked like they could score. They looked like they could score. That's the thing. And, That's the thing. And they almost scored... And, in the first 20 minutes yes, as well. Yes. And at that point, I think it was like 80-20% possession. Exactly. But that was the only shot on target. And then next thing you know, three minutes later, Corne, well, it was, it was a bit of a mistake defensively there. Um, and I'm not quite sure of the positioning of Edison either. Excuse me. But yeah, it was... Um, it was really, I don't know, it was really disappointing from City, despite them having so much possession. I do feel sorry for them, though, I must say, because the second goal for Leon, I think that was a foul in the process. I think he was tripped. See, and... I thought they were going to, I thought they were looking at the offside, because I didn't notice the trip. I thought they were, yeah. obviously, the Awar passed the ball through, and I don't know who led it through his legs, but I thought he looked offside, right? But obviously, yeah. he's led it through his legs. Now, you could cut. You could. You, you've got two school of thoughts there. You could say, "Oh, well, he's not interfering with the play," or I could say, "Well, the ball's gone directly to him, and he's let it through," which meant the city players that could give the city players hesitation, can't it? Because yeah, exactly. they're like, "Ah." Oh. So, uh, yeah, I think Leon were certainly lucky with that goal, but 
it didn't matter. They went out, they went down and scored. Uh, obviously, the turning point is the fact that um, Sterling had missed that chance. Literally, well, didn't Leon go up the field from the goal kick? That was they went up the field from the goal kick and they scored from the uh, Sterling. Well, to make, yeah, to make it to make it three um, to make it three one. Um, yes. Yeah, it's, yeah. Yeah, it's, yeah it, it, was, it was a game that I, I didn't expect to end or turn out in that particular way. And, you know, I, I, I take full responsibility of being a football snob <laughs> in, that respect, in, that, in that respect. And, um, hey, I, you're yeah. <laughs> the only per- you, you weren't the only person. I think uh, I, I certainly thought I, it would be an easy City win. Because I was thinking, oh, City, City it'll be City by semi-final and the winner of that will then go on to win the Champions League uh, so no you're not the only one to be a bit of a football stop there uh, what I will say is though keep an eye out on that Hossam Awar I think that kid's going to go places I think he's yeah there's, a, there's a lot of smoke um, with his name around for a lot of a lot of big clubs around Europe so yeah, yeah. Um, right then let's, let, let's go there let's go there Barcelona 2 Bayern Munich 8 Barcelona 2, Bayern Munich 8. 8. They scored 8 goals against Barcelona. They, they, they beat him they beat him they beat him 8-2 on aggregate in a one game in a in a one 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 game. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Now, I was I, I didn't think I was going to have enough space to to put the um and all the names in from the ticker tape. But I have just about. Now, I was in the garden just before Getting ready to watch this game, so I just finished watching the most enthralling snooker match of all time. The 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 Kyron Wilson and Anthony McGill uh, semi final, the final frame. I had to go sit outside and just just pat myself down because I was like, this is amazing. And now I'm looking forward to this game. And I was um, sending voice notes to Sava from a Spursy podcast. And we were having a good old ch- chat. We were like, oh, we think it's going to go this way. I think it's going to go that way. Um, and he was like, I really want to see a messy masterclass just shut the doubters up. And I said, this game is going to end 3-3. We're going to see a Lewandowski hat-trick and a Messi hat-trick. And my missus for a laugh turned around and said, it would probably end up nil-nil now for a laugh. And I was like, yeah, it probably will. Well, how we got it all so, 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 so wrong. Um, a couple of comments come in there from, from Anthony Barling. What's good? What's good, JB? How's it going, pal? Um, there he is. Um, he said, Pep got scared when he, when he went in the same formation as Leon. We're going back to the Leon game, this, this little mm. comment here. Um, Pep got scared when he went out with the same formation as Leon. Um, Leon pressed wisely and kept it tight defensively. Leon deserved the yeah, win. One million percent. Absolutely. Absolute nail yeah. on head. And yeah. um, I think he knows that we're going to be talking about Bayern Barca because he's popped in Bayern prior position and pace. Um, Barcelona um, got got copped out with with, with pace one hundred percent because right. I watch Bundesliga football. I breathe it. I talk about it. Bayern Munich didn't do anything overly special. They really didn't. They were just playing the Bayern Munich way, and Barcelona got their tactics horribly, horribly wrong. If you if you know that Bayern Munich have been playing a 4-3-3 all season and their midfield has changed, it's changed over the season, but you have a good idea who's going to be starting in that midfield three. Why the hell would you go out with a 4-4-2 formation? Why, why would you do that? 4-4-2, the only team that I can think of off the top of my head... Uh, the only two teams I can think of off the top of my head that play 4-4-2 and play effectively are Athletic Madrid and Burnley. No, that's not, well, that's well, not and, even a and, and less Unless they when they won the title a few years ago. No, no, but no, no. Yeah, but that's a few years ago. I'm yes, talking right yeah, now. Yeah, we're talking right, right now. Right yeah. now, 2020. Uh, who plays 4-4-2 <sighs> effectively? Well, the, the, the problem is, is that Barcelona, in order for you to have a, that play effectively, you need... You need runners. You need you need energy. Uh, you need tight organisation, especially in mid, your midfield. And their midfield, the midfielders, they just left each other out to dry. They were too old. You had a what? You had a fifty-six-year-old Vidal trying to cover all this space. You had a sixty-one-year-old Suarez trying to press from the front. Um, and they they they, they, they they went out all all wrong. Um, they did. Uh, I'm just going to run through. I'll run through the, the the starting lineup for you. The the Barcelona starting lineup. Ter Stegen. Uh, they had Alba, Longley, 
PK and Nelson Samedo. Vidal, Frankie de Jong, Sergio Busquets, Sergio Roberto, and then Messi and Suarez. That's, that's just not... Where's the balance in that side? Where it's is the right. balance in that side? Because it's almost as if he's gone, right, I'm going to... Sergio Roberto, I'm sure he's been playing right back for quite a lot of the season. He's played a lot of right back this season. Um, so, but that midfield is just screams like, oh, we're going to play four central midfielders. Okay, right. If that's the case, then if you're going to play four central midfielders, you'd think that they'd be really tight and narrow and they're trying to overload that three in a minute. But they didn't. They were like spaced, spaced out. Yeah, they, uh, whoever was playing wide, in Ser- I think Sergio Roberto played wide and I think it was Vidal. They oh, didn't yeah, in. They, no. didn't, they didn't help. Uh, Sergio Busquets, he needs to be he needs to be retired. All of a sudden, he needs to he needs to hang up his glittering career and think right, I, I need to go, right? Because we all know Messi's what 32, 33. He's not got the energy. He's not, so is, so he's is not got the energy anymore. So he's well, not going to be tracking proof. back. Well, there was proof of, of the Suarez one where because both teams played a really high line. Both teams played yeah. played a really high line. I'll run through all the goal scorers in a few moments, but there was one opportunity. It was one one at this point. And a ball got played over the top and Suarez from four years ago, it would have been gone because he was still about 40 yards from goal and he was, he would have been gone. But Hernandez was there. I was like, no, mate, get out of the way, mate. Get out of the way. Not Hernandez, um, Alaba, sorry. Um, was like, no, get out of the way. I like that. And literally just, just, just swept it off him and off they went up the other end. Um, yeah. So yeah, the goal scorers. Um, <laughs> Bayern Munich, yeah, with their eight. Um, Thomas Muller got a brace. Um, Perisic, Nabry, Kimmich, Lewandowski with his 54th goal of the season, and Coutinho with a brace. Uh, Barcelona's goals came from an Alaba own goal on seven minutes, and um, Suarez did take his finish very well. In fact, all the goals I thought were taken really well, even the own goal was, was pretty <laughs> shiny. Um, there were eight different assisters for. Bayern as well. Mm-hmm. So that's just showing teamwork and depth. Lewandowski's turned into a bit of a team player as well. Despite his forward scoring 54 goals in all competitions this season, he's a very team-based player. He wasn't snatching at opportunities. You know, he had a couple of opportunities which he was unfortunate for, but he was very much link up, um, look out for my teammates. Can I lay it down? Can I flick one on? And how much has that benefited Bayern? Well, yeah, it, it, not only that, it allows players like Nabry to come in and, and shine. I mean, yeah. he's got to be one of the best bringers in the world, right? Right now, hasn't he? Yeah. Yeah. Him, Sane, um, Sancho. Um, Tony, Tony, Tony Pulis knew what he was doing, eh? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Christ alive. Um, well, I say that. I suspect, uh, uh, that, that, that. That whole situation. But maybe, like, here's the thing. Maybe Nabry doesn't quite turn into the player he is now if he doesn't go through that ordeal then you know he's obviously used that as motivation you, Americans call it chip on the shoulder to motivate him to realise you know actually I have got this talent I can't waste it well he, he showed it and... at Bremen he went to Werder yeah. Bremen and was showing it there and he was like right okay someone come and get me look I am actually really good <laughs> well, that's it I think, I think there was a load of rumours saying that he was actually um he was actually a Bayern player already. Just they uh, allowed him to go to Werder Bremen, in obviously knowing that he would actually go to Bayern Munich in the end. But either way, it's it's really good to see Bayern Munich. They did, <laughs> as soon as the game started, they just were like, right, Barcelona. You, it was almost as if they said to them, you don't belong on the same pitch as us. But that's the what thing. Are you doing and here? This is this is what I'm trying to say. This is this is not an overly special performance from Bayern Munich. They, they do this all the time. Since Hansi Flick's taken over, right? Including, well, yes, including I, I'm glad name. you've mentioned Hansi Flick because, yeah. Jav, can you tell me what his win, his win well, this, this ratio is? Well, this is the thing. Is I'm, I'm, I'm about over. to go through this and I'm literally about to get my get myself out and enjoy myself and get some Kleenex and wipe it up because the man has literally transformed Bayern Munich. They they haven't bought anyone. They haven't bought anyone in the, in, 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 in the January window. They started off the season with, with Robert Kovac and Robert Kovac had all wrong. Nico. They Nico lost Kovac. Uh, Nico Kovac. I used to buy I used to, uh, yeah, Robert Kovac and Nico Kovac brothers. I to, well, they're twins, aren't they? And I, I had them um, for my Leverkusen save on, on CM3. Anyway, that's a different story. Right. He was there at the beginning of the season. They haven't bought any... The personnel hasn't changed. 
But he had them playing some weird style football. They got slapped up by Eintracht Frankfurt. I think it was 5-1. They got slapped up by Leverkusen. I think that was 4-1. And something needed to give. They were seventh place when Hansi Flick took over in November. Seventh place. They won the league at Akanta. They've played 34 games in all competitions since he's taken over. He's won 31 of those 34 games. That's a 90.9 win rate. Yes, you could say, oh, yeah, the league isn't, that all, isn't not all that. But what were Bayern doing early on that season then? You I know, think it just goes to show how bad how badly mismanaged Nico Kovac did. Yeah, exactly. Because uh, and we, we, I'll flip back to Leipzig a little bit as well, because Leipzig were doing really well this season in, in the Bundesliga, but their home form let them down. And there was still a chance of those winning, they kept drawing, uh, winning the league. They? they kept on drawing. They 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 um, failed. They only won one of their last nine home games in the league, Leipzig. There you go. So yeah. how can you do that? Away from home, brilliant. I believe, don't quote me, I believe that they're unbeaten uh, away from home this season. If not, they've lost one away from home in the league all season. So their home form let them down. Whereas Bayern were like, no, we're going to change the style. We're going to do this. We're going to give some freedom to the players. And that's what's happened. They have scored 155 goals in the league. Uh, sorry, 155 goals in all competitions this season. Can you imagine that? <laughs> um, yeah, 155 goals. Everyone's scoring. Everyone's chipping in with goals. It's the 19th time, 19th time that they have scored at least four goals in a game this season. And it's the second time that they scored um, at least seven goals in a game. Do you know who the other one was against? Uh, Spurs, wasn't it? Yes, it was against Tottenham. Correct. Correct answer. Well done. You get a goal star for that. Um, yeah. <laughs> Yay. <laughs> um, but no, um, Barcelona were not at the races, but it's, this, is, this is what Bayern are about. Now, if we go back to Barcelona... They need a whole overhaul from top to bottom. They haven't got yeah. any decent, true, genuine Barcelona-style players. That maybe that's the problem, Gav. To play. That's, that's, maybe that's the problem. As we go, go back to that comment about well, that tweet I saw about Alfonso Davis, maybe they just think, oh, we can only get players in who play the Barca, the Barcelona way. Well, no, football's fo- you, football's a, it's a global game. You can't just pigeonhole yourself into such a narrow defined thinking. Narrow thinking. Mm. You have to be able to uh, evolve and adapt and, and and go with the modern times. And I feel like uh, Barcelona, they just they just as you say, I completely agree. They need to they need to revamp everything from the president downwards. Right? Yeah, literally. Well, the the the, um, the president's contract runs out next year. Along with Lionel Messi's contract, along with uh, Luis Suarez's contract, and I think Gerard Piquet's contract runs out next season as well. But there's elections that are happening, but the president is currently there until March. So they're, they're putting out the, the nominations for the presidency in the next few weeks. It needs to change now. There's not enough time. There's not enough yeah. time to sit there and, yeah. and, and wait. It's the first trophyless season for, for Barcelona since the 06-07 season. And that was under that was under Frank Rijkaard. And Frank Rijkaard got the sack. And the next person in was Pep Guardiola. And uh, I'll segue into that nicely because Ant has also put, do you think that Pep never succeeded in Europe with Bayern and with City because they never had Messi? Uh, well, I mean, it's hard to argue against that because he's, he's not come close to his wife, I say. Yeah, he's not come close really to winning the Seven Champions seasons. League since he left Barcelona. Hasn't made, has, has made a final since since he left Barcelona. No, he's, he's made what a couple of semi-finals, I think. Two uh, or yeah, three, he, maybe he's been knocked out seven times in a, in, in a row. Four, he's been knocked out um, at least at the quarters. So he's either lost in the quarters or in the semis um, for the last seven seasons. I think. I think the, uh, I think there is something with what Anthony said though, right? Because. It almost, like, for example, last night, he changed to a back three. When have City ever played a back three mm. in a game this season? Why the hell? Try to be clever. Why the, do you remember that game? Remember that, uh, the, the famous Boateng when he fell over against Messi, when Messi dribbled round him game, right? Yeah. And Boateng just literally did a, 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 a good appearance of just the, of a building getting demolished, right? Um, in that game, remember... Pep went with the, I'm going to man-mark every single player of Barcelona with my buying team. 
mm. where they had never done that again. The whole entire thing. He tries to be too clever, too hip. I feel like that was too hipster. He Mate. tried to be too clever. He tried to get out of his box this. thinking, you were talking, do you know what, right? There was my message whole... just walked in the room. I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to shout out. I said this the other day. Um, I said about Pep Guardiola that he never plays the Premier League way in Europe. Didn't I? Why, 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 it, why do you not do that? It, I don't, his, not just, his, his, people remember, are fearing you because of the way you're playing in the league. Exactly. I'm panicking from you. So, therefore, I need to play the way I play in the league. That is for City and that is for Bayern. Because when he was at Bayern Munich, people go, oh, yeah, you know. Mate, he, he made Bayern better. I don't care what anyone yeah, says. He made he Bayern better. But it got to Champions League and he changed he his mentality. It. He changed his formation. He changed he, his he approach. He bottled it. Don't get right? it. And what, Mourinho, do you remember that conference, that press conference when he was Man United and he would talk about, obviously, Mourinho was getting jabbed at or Mourinho plays defensive football because he, 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 he he's afraid to lose. And then yeah. he turned around and said about Pep. I mean, is he wrong? Is he wrong? No. Can't be. Because, because end of the why, day, you've got why to go out there why, to win. You've got to yeah, win. Why are you changing your system so radically To uh, to counteract the opposition, you, you, um, and <laughs> Rich is, put, is watching on YouTube. So um, please subscribe to the channel if you haven't already. Um, at to at top football on all social media, and you're watching on YouTube. So just click the subscribe button. That'd be lovely. Um, but Anthony has said um, puts too much pressure on himself. Yeah, it's got to be. Yeah. It's got to be a pressure thing, hasn't it? It's it's it, uh, it's a multi it's a multitude of things. As I say, puts pressure on himself. He feels he feels obviously that. Um, is he's either doesn't have enough confidence in his team or for whatever reason he gets scared of the opposition and he just he seems to just lose his mind and he just seems to like go he's like oh if I go completely left field the opposition won't um won't expect this and will win but the problem with that is when your team is not used to playing that way it takes time to be able to learn you can't just train for a week think oh it's going to be okay and we'll go into the game because these the opposition are good too. <laughs> Yeah. Funnily enough, they're good too. So they they they're not. You don't see any other coaches doing a complete radical change. They might no. sort of tweak the system here, players' roles and tactics well, within that, teams, but they still have the pace have... that they that yeah. they have. Do you know what I mean? Exactly. A lot of teams have two main like staple formations, don't they? Sort of thing. Yeah. Um, and I look at it... I look at Man United and I look at Arsenal. Both teams have the same sort of thing. Arsenal in particular, they they're a four three three team. But then, if they need to change it, they'll go three at the back and they'll go three, four, well, th technically like a three, two, two, three, isn't it? Because they've got the wing backs, the two midfield, the two uh, the two wide mid, uh, wide players and your man pretty So, like, um, they, uh, Man United, they, they went through a, a very similar thing as well, where they had a different uh, approach to it. Um, Liverpool, when they haven't got um, Firmino playing and they have to play... Um, and they have to play Origi through the really? middle. They're more of a four-two-three-one, you know, because the, the, their midfield three that is normally so robust and 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 um, like engineered, like they're like hardworking. Yeah, the amount of energy that's going on, industrial midfield. Your man at the point of that three will sort of almost like being a sit behindy sort of position behind an Origi, you know. So you know, every team has their two main staples, but. I don't think Pep has that. Pep has his one way of playing and then he was just like, right, I'm just going to play against these guys. Yeah. If he'd played yeah. three at the it... back that way and like, because it's sort of like how he did it. It was almost like a three at the back with a holding midfielder, your two wide players, uh, wide players being being wing backs. And it, I, I just don't think they had the, the right ideas on how to... Uh, I don't know. I don't know. They they they, they messed up. He just, they messed up. He, 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 yeah, he I, he just gets in his head too much, and he yeah. And if he keep, continues to do that, if he, I would have, I would be a lot more confident about City if he if he if they played the same way that they played. You know, their players were used to it, but Leon had beaten them because, and and you just hold up. Okay, fair enough. Leon were a better team on the night, but there's ways you can correct that. You know, you can. You can recruit, 
you can get better players, younger players. I mean, Fernandinho, he's not getting any better. He's not getting any well, younger, is he? He's five now, isn't yeah, he? Exactly. Um, you need. I think they need to. They do need to sort out that midfield. I think, um, and they need to sort out their, what they're doing defensively. Um, so they in City, <laughs> they're in, they've got no transfer ban. They've got they're, they're in Europe next season, so they can easily go out and rectify those situ- issues. Yeah. But it's all going to count for nothing if Pep's just going to carry on losing his head when it comes to the games that really, really matter. Mm. Does um, does Pep think screw this? I've had enough. What? Yeah, where's he go next? Who knows, mate? Maybe, maybe he goes back to Barcelona and he, he, he triumphs the return and, and leads him back to former glory. But or he goes to be Spain manager, or he, he just might finish management entirely. I, I don't know. I can't really see him managing in Italy. He might do. Um, he he'd probably he'd probably go to Juventus. But then you've got to think. Well, where's the challenge in that? Where's the mm. challenge in managing Juventus in Italy? The thing is, I don't think the challenge is. I don't think he's really fussed about the challenge of, of going out to, to win a title. No, I think the challenge is going out to get a Champions League. And that's where we go back to Anthony Rich's point about putting too much pressure on himself because he knows that he's going to come first or second, more than likely first, in every league that he plays in. But what about the Champions League? He's not won it since... 2011. 11. 2011. Yeah, it was Barcelona. Yeah, the, the, the one, one that he won yeah. it. Yeah. Um, he had that year sabbatical. Then he went and joined joined, um, joined uh, Bayern. Uh, Bayern Munich. So, yeah, it's going to be it's going to be tough for him to to win a Champions League if he's going to make these um, radical changes as you as you put it that way. Just play your league football. Look at Liverpool. Liverpool played the same way they do in the league in the Champions League last year, and what happened? They won it. Well, they got to the final and then they won it. I know they got knocked out by Atletico Madrid, but you know well, that, that was that was just that a happened. defensive masterclass from from yeah. from Atletico Madrid because Liverpool dominated that game. But that, but that happens, isn't it? You, you, I mean, you're, you're, it's very rare when a team like, like say there was a reason why no team had retained the uh, the Champions League up until Real Madrid what did it a couple of years ago. But that Real Madrid, you look at that Real Madrid, that Real Madrid team was special. So it, it, that, that's kind of an outlier, isn't it? It's an yeah. outlier. Um, it's, it's the most important thing to him. That's why he changes his approach. I get that. I get that. But yeah, as you, yeah, as you said, you just got to play the way you know. You've got to have, com- just have confidence in your team. You know? No, no team really changes you, their mentality too exactly. much when they're going to play a Champions League. Bayern Munich, look, look, Bayern Munich do, have not changed the way that they play in the league. They, as I said, the stats I was giving you before, they've won, they've won 19 games out of 30, out of 34 games under under Hansi Flick by scoring at least four goals in those games. They go out there and get in your face. They've got three midfielders. They've got Goretzka, who is world world class. They have got um, Kimmich in there, world, world class. They've got Thiago Alcantara, who looks like he might be going to uh, to Liverpool. And if he does that, oh my God, football is going to break because he is he is sexual, man. He, those three in midfield. No, honestly, you, you see, you see the touching. <laughs> the, the ball comes down. Like, that, just... You know, like when we talk about, uh, like when we were talking about back in the day, like oh, you know, decent touch of the player of ball. We, we mentioned Dennis Bergkamp in there for a decent first touch. We mentioned um, Berbatov in there for a decent first touch. We'll mention Ronaldinho being the king of touches. Well, I'll tell you where far behind Zizou. I'll tell you where far behind Thiago, mate. Literally, no, I just, I just, I just, just, I just found that I just found you funny. Said it, 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 you went well, world class, well, world class, and you went sexual. Yeah, so, man, yeah. <laughs> no, 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 that's a world class midfield there, though, isn't it? It's a world class midfield, it and they're going to go out there and do whatever is. damage that they need it to is. do. Um, and then you've got Muller, who still no one knows what his best position is. But you know he what, right? Around. Do you know and what? Perisic, Perisic is meant to be on the way out of the door. He's not very favoured. He's come in, done a job. I. This may trigger a lot of people, but I look at Man United and the way that they've got their players now. I think that they could do something very, very similar to Bayern Munich because you look at that. You look at Man United's midfield now. 
very, very similar. It's very similar, very similar in quality as well to Bayern yeah. Munich. And that front three that they've got as well. Man United are a threat very, next year. Man United are definitely, I think Man United is going to be a huge threat next season. Um, it, it's just a case of, uh, what can they just beef the squad out a little bit? You know, because you can't expect, they've, you can't expect that, what, 12, 13 players to carry the bulk of the season. You know, no. it's a long, hard season. So they're going to need to flesh out the squad, which I think it's, I know people, uh, I was having this discussion with some of the lads that I'll play cricket. I was talk, talking to them yesterday and they were talking, oh, we don't need Sancho, we don't need Sancho. Uh, United need Sancho because you need him for the squad. You need him to provide uh, a lot of, um, keep players fresh. You can't yeah, rely I mean, on Mason, I, I, you can't rely on Mason Greenwood at, at, at age 18 to play 50 plus games in a season because he will burn out. He will suffer injuries um, and he, he, it, would ju- it just can't happen. And you can't have someone like Daniel James, who is okay, but he's not, I don't think he's at the class, he's not at the class that uh, uh, Man United require. He's a good third or fourth sort of string, you want to use it at that. So they need Sancho. No, I, and they I, need don't a- think, I don't think it's all that at all, Dan James. He had a good couple of games, like flashing the pan. Uh, Man United are three but- players away, as it stands. Um, what three are you going for? What three are you going yeah, for? Yeah, well, what three are you going for? I, I don't know if there are as many as three. To be honest with you, I don't think there are as many as three. Um, yeah, we might as well uh, give a little mention to uh, to the Euro uh, Euro Soccer Cup minor leagues and um, big game tonight for Man United. Um, Ollie's got no excuses. If we lose tonight, Man United. Um, if we lose tonight, Man United have got plenty of pace. Um, Ollie tactically needs to get it right. Look, they. I think they had a, a statement of intent when they when they put their lineup out. Against mm. uh, against Copenhagen, it was just a, a very well, inspired performance from their goal. Yeah, they're, they're, they're keep, their keeper and the woodwork just did conspired their. Uh, I mean, Man United. Let, let's, let, let, let's say this now: Man United started that game quite poorly, and Copenhagen could have jumped on them because we were talking yeah. about it in the chat, weren't we? But yeah. from the first, from the twenty minutes onwards, Man United absolutely dominated that game, and yeah, they they probably the scoreline definitely didn't reflect the uh, the nature of that game at all. No, um, that was so, the Man United dominant, dominance performance it was, in the end. It was. Um, yeah. So, so they got severe tonight. I am going with the Man United win um, in that. Um, mm. And then it's going to be an interesting night. game, though. It will yeah, be an interesting game. Sevilla, so Sevilla aren't a bad side. No, they're but a good I think side. Man United have got good quality. It, it uh, uh, I think it all depends on United's lineup, really. Yeah, I think. Uh, and then, um, and then tomorrow it's Inter versus Shakhtar. Shakhtar, sleeping giant, mate. They're gonna, they're gonna win. They're gonna win the champion. Uh, they're gonna win the um, Europa League this year. Champions League. They're gonna win. The, they're gonna win the Europa League, and then they're gonna do bloody well in the Champions League next year. Big, you had it dirty, first. Yeah, yeah, big, dirty East European grit at the back, and South Samba flair up top. So yeah, they're gonna do all right. Um, and then. Um, the Champions League that kicks back up on Tuesday. Um, the fixtures are running on the bottom of the screen right now. Um, so on Tuesday night, it's Leipzig versus PSG. That's a um, Leipzig win, and then Bayern versus um, Leon. Leon uh, couldn't get it out then. Uh, Bayern versus Leon, and that is going to be a Bayern comfortable, comfortable victory. That's what I'm going with anyway. Um, but yeah, you can subscribe to all our all our bits and bobs uh, by. Uh, um, have a look at YouTube. You can see all our videos that we've got there. And see, Rich has been watching the show with us. He's subscribed. So do what he's done. You know, go on, go on YouTube and put in uh, at two at top football, and then you will be able to find all of our bits and bobs. Um, yeah. Guess what? What's that? If you go into Google and you type in two at top, what happens? I don't know, mate. What happens? We're the first result upon that comes up. Oh, really? Oh, right. Okay. Yeah, I know. Well, you yeah. heard it here first. If you put it to the top yeah. of Google, there you go. Um, we'll be, uh, well, I'll say we'll be back, the, the show will be back tomorrow, but I'll be on um, giving an interview with James Green, who you might have seen on Sky Sports. You would have heard him on TalkSport this morning if you're having a little listen as well. Um, and he is coming on to our show. So, obviously, um, I don't know if it's Paul from Grace or if he's building us up or I don't know what the crack is there. But, um, no, <laughs> yeah. he's, great blo- no he's, he's a great bloke. We'll have, we have a good old laugh. We'll have, a, we'll have a little natter about how he got to where he is and um, a little natter about the Arsenal as well. So, um, yeah, uh, for myself and Alex Osborne, thank you and goodbye. Enjoy your Sunday. <laughs>